Great to see you. My name's Dave. If uh, you're new to Ethos, welcome. Uh, my wife, Sydney, and I, uh, we had the joy of, uh, with a few people about nine years ago, getting to help start Ethos, and it's one of our, our joys of our life. Uh, most Sundays, we're over at the Cannery, which is one of our other uh, congregations here locally, where we serve and preach and teach and get help lead, but I, I love any time I get to be over here with the Hillsborough Village group and uh, today is going to be just a little bit different. In fact, it's going to be a whole lot different, and, and that's okay. So if, if you're new, um, if this is your first time here, so glad that you're here. Uh, today is going to feel a little bit more like a family conversation and a family discussion than kind of a typical Sunday. And so I'd encourage you to keep coming back, keep getting a sense of what God is doing. But it's going to be good. It's just going to be a little bit different um, than kind of our, our normal time. So Larkin and I are going to spend some time sharing uh, together today. And I think it's appropriate that this is the beginning of the Advent season. You know, so Advent, this, this word that literally means coming, it's this, this idea that every year the people of God, we, we take this time of year to celebrate and to reflect on the reality that Jesus has come into the world and that Jesus is also coming again into the world. And so this isn't just a, a celebration where we look back and go, okay, there was a baby in a manger once. I mean, that's, that's a great thing. But it's this, it's this reality that God has come and that God is returning again and that our lives are somewhere in between that reality. And I don't know if you're like me, but I hate seasons of transition. Like, I, I, I hate the in-between. I hate the unfinished work at times. You know, I was talking to one of my sisters earlier about this. It's like, I hate being in those, those places of uncertainty because those moments of uncertainty tend to bring to the surface all of the things that I, I fear and I worry about um, most. And yet, there's something about Advent, even the word that we're leaning into this morning of hope. Hope brings with it this sense of something yet realized, like the reason you have to have hope and the reason you need hope is because there's something currently not as it should be or not as you want it to fully be one day. And so even this season in and of itself is just this reminder that we're kind of between. We're between the God who has come and the God who is coming again and that God is at work in all of it. Uh, you know, I was reminded of this last night. I was sitting on our living room floor and we just put up our Christmas tree. It has lights on it and, and I'm sitting there and I'm just reminded of the significance of trees in the story of Jesus. You know, so Matthew, the gospel of Matthew opens up with Jesus's family tree. It's just the story of God at work through his life. And then you get into the next scene and Jesus is being laid down in a manger that was cut and, and forged from a tree. And then you get to, towards the end of his ministry and he's there praying amongst the trees in the garden of Gethsemane. And then he stretches out his arm and he hangs uh, on a tree uh, for the sins of the world. And over and over and over you see the power of trees. But what's interesting to me in the story of Jesus as you come to Matthew chapter 1 is you have this lineage of Jesus and you see Jesus coming to earth through the brokenness of all of these individual stories. And last night as I was looking at my Christmas tree and as I was thinking about the family tree of Jesus, I was reminded that Advent in and of itself continuously reminds us of the faithfulness of God despite the, the smallness of our lives and our stories, despite the brokenness of our own families, despite the unfinished endings or the things that we, that there's something about this season as we come to the family tree of Jesus and you look at the story, story by story by story, and you recognize that it's in the mess that Jesus has been faithful over it all and Jesus still keeps coming, he still keeps coming. And that's a little bit of the place we find ourselves kind of in our story um, even as a church, just clinging on to this reality that Jesus is here and Jesus is coming and Jesus is still doing an amazing, an amazing work. You know, a few months ago, one of my 
good friends. Uh, he and his wife are getting ready to have a, a kid, their very first child. And my wife and I, we have three, three kids. And so they came to us and they said, um, if you had to describe parenting in a few short words, how would you describe it? And I'm like, I don't know if I can do that. But if I had to give you two words, it would be really, really hard. That's not two words. Okay, hard. <laughs> Hard and good, those are my two words. It's the hardest thing I've ever done, and it's the most joyful thing I've ever done. And the truth is, before I was a parent, I would very rarely put those two words together. I thought in order for something to be good, it had to be easy, or if something was hard, it had to be bad. But what I have discovered is so often, the deeper places of goodness require us to walk down the harder path. That a lot of times, the greater good comes uh, through hardship and through hard stuff. And so the, this morning, uh, this conversation that we're going to have uh, is a conversation that's going to be both hard and good. It's going to be both of those things um, together. Here in just a few minutes, Larkin Briley, who is our campus pastor here, he's going to stand up and he's going to share with you that he's getting ready to transition out of ministry. Uh, it's weird to even stand up here and do this again, to share it again. Uh, I have known and loved and walked with Larkin for seven or eight years now. I'm not exactly sure how long it's been. It's a long time. I met Larkin when he was a sophomore in college. And uh, I don't know if you knew Larkin in college, but he was everything you think he would have been in college. I mean, he was on top of it. He was organized. He was driven, just this amazing leader. And um, some of the, the greatest joys of my life has been getting to be this man's friend and brother. I got to do his wedding. I've gotten to go on this incredible journey with him. And... You know, over the last year or so, God's just been doing some stuff in his life, and he and I have been walking very closely on that journey, just sharing some things that he's been wrestling with, and, and it became clear just as we've been talking that, um, man, this journey that he is going on is a really good journey, but it's going to require some hard decisions and some, some hard moments, and, and so, you know, I wanted to come this morning to be with you as a church because I love our church and I love our, our brother and I, I believe in what God is doing in him and what God is doing here and what he's going to continue to do. But here's a moment he's going to come up and share. And here's what I want to ask from us as a church family. Uh, when I was his age, exactly his age, I remember standing up in front of a ministry that I had started and uh, saying goodbye and transitioning out. And it was honestly one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. And, and so I would just ask you this morning, would you just give him an extra measure of grace of attentiveness, of love. Um, if you're like me, you know, I cried through the nine o'clock. Like, it, it's okay. We just love each other. Like, we're going to be okay. We just love each other. And it's okay to be heartbroken and hopeful simultaneously. And so you may feel some different things. Some of you are new and you're going, I can't believe this is my first day here. <laughs> and, and here's what I want you to hear. You're going to get to just see on display how much we love each other. And, and you know, Jesus says that the world will know that he was sent from the Father because of the way that we care about each other. So you may feel like you stepped into a weird family moment. This is actually a good family moment, even though it's, it's difficult. And so um, would you just help me welcome up Larkin, just show him our love and uh, appreciation as he comes up. This is a, certainly one of the hardest things I've ever done. Um, one of the harder decisions I've ever had to make. And I just want to let you into my story a little bit and share uh, just the journey that the Lord has had me on and let you into kind of where I feel like God is taking me. And, um, and we'll kind of uh, walk, walk that journey together. But I, I want to start by just kind of saying what this is not. Um, you know, this is, uh, this is not like 
a firing. <laughs> like I didn't steal from the church. I'm not selling cocaine. Like I didn't do anything. <laughs> I, I didn't do anything bad. Uh, you know, this is not punitive or it's not coming from a place of anger with anyone or a rift between me and anyone here or with the staff. Um, this is coming from a place of vision, really, from where I feel like God is taking me into. And um, so I want to share a little bit about that. But if I could kind of sum it up for you, I really and deeply believe that God is inviting me to uh, take a, a step out of um, vocational Sunday ministry to reimagine and refocus my passions in a different way uh, and, and to rethink what ministry is going to look like for me going forward. And, uh, you know, this, like Dave said, this wasn't like a knee-jerk reaction to anything and has certainly been uh, something that I have poured out my heart to God over to, to try and discern where he is leading uh, in this season. And, and so, um, you know, th- this was a realization that took like just a lot of spiritual direction, uh, been in counseling a lot and talking to people that I love and a lot of conversations and prayer with my wife, Virginia, just trying to figure out what, what is God's voice speaking to me in this season and where is he taking me? And uh, what is that gonna look like? And what does that mean for us right now? And I've just been so blessed to be a part of a community that has allowed me to discern that calling in real time. Uh, just over the past seven years, just every step of my uh, journey here with Ethos, just having the freedom and the confidence to say, okay, what is, where is God taking me? Where, what are the passions and what are the things that I feel like God is inviting me into? And, and so I began to have some clarity around this and started talking with Dave and got the leadership team at Ethos involved a couple months ago and kind of said, hey, I really feel like this is something the Lord is inviting me to do. And, and I don't know what the timing needs to look like. I, I, I want your input. Is this, is this even right? Am I even hearing correctly from God on this? And, and so, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, the, the leadership team at Ethos came back and just kind of said, hey, we, we hear you and we've been praying and, and asking God the same thing. And we, we agree and affirm uh, what you're hearing from the Lord. We really believe that this is the right step for you. And, and then they also came back and kind of said, here's the timing that we think is, is gonna be helpful and is gonna be the right, right timing and it's gonna feel fast. And, and so my, my last Sunday is gonna be next Sunday. And I wanna talk a little, little bit about why that timing and, and all of that. But um, you know, at first that, that timeline was just super scary to me because I, I, I really uh, was not expecting this to happen this quickly. I think I had in my mind, you know, sometime in 2018, this will probably take place and I'm open to whatever that might look like. But um, as we began thinking and talking uh, uh, with the other leadership at Ethos, just kind of thinking what, what is the best thing for my own journey with the Lord and for the health of this community, it, it became really apparent and oh, uh, just obvious to us that like the best time to make this transition, even though it's gonna be really hard, like Dave said, uh, is at the beginning of the year rather than later in the year. Um, and so, you know, part of the reason is just like, I have just this deep, genuine concern for this community to have like the most focused and passionate uh, leadership that possible. And, and I know personally just how difficult it would be uh, to, to know a transition was coming at some point and, and not be completely transparent with some of you about that and not be able to lead out of the full authenticity that, that I would desire for the leader of this community to be leading with and the vision for thinking forward and and, uh, and it would have been really hard on me personally, I think, to be able to lead uh, just in the middle uh, transition ground and all of that. And, but even for this community, like when we think of the rhythms of this community, um, just the way that uh, the, the seasons operate, uh, you know, if, if a transition were to happen in May as college students transition and everyone kind of starts traveling and just the momentum swing of all of that, uh, there, 
this, I would not want to in any way compound the, the, the difficulty and some of the transition that we, ex, that we experienced as a community during that time. And so we just began thinking, okay, I think this is the right timing. Uh, and as Virginia and I began to pray and think about this, it's like, okay, I think the Lord's hand is not just in the transition, uh, but also in the timing of this. And uh, that was just scary. It's like, I don't know if I'm emotionally ready for this. I feel like I would have acted differently and spoken differently with people had I known this was coming this quickly. And, and uh, it certainly sort of snuck up on me as well um, in this whole process. Um, so, so that's part of the reason. But uh, you know, the biggest reason that this is hard is just because I love the people in this room so deeply. Um, I am who I am because of so many people in this room. And I can't think of myself and who I am as a man apart from the ways that all of you have impacted me and left your fingerprints on me and rubbed off on me in just the best way. And the ways that you have displayed your love for God and your courage to walk in faith with God and take steps with the Lord and just the deep ways that that has consistently impacted my life over the last few years. Um, has been such a, a deep, meaningful thing for me. And, you know, you just kind of think about the things that we've been able to share together, just all the joys and the marriages and the engagements and, and the babies being born and the joys, like, as well as the pains and, and the cancer scares and the family difficulties and the struggle. And just like that type of real life stuff bonds you together with people. And, and so that certainly makes a, a transition like this even harder uh, than it would in, in maybe a normal, normal vocation because it's so, so deeply relational and you build just such deep trust with people. And uh, so that, that's certainly been just some of the most sweet and memorable moments that I've had with all of you. And I just think about the ways that I've seen God, indiv- I just look out and see faces where I'm like, I've seen this person just grow and grow with the Lord. And just God is doing amazing things in your heart and in your life and the ways that you're stepping into mission and taking steps with God. And, and certainly the ways that you have allowed me to play a part in that have just been such an honor and just a joy and a privilege for me. Um, and so I'm just so thankful that, that you know, the, the, the beautiful part about ministry, about doing, uh, like having a journey with God in this way is that it's not wasted. And I've just had to really cling to that hope that it's like, although our journeys are, are gonna be taking different paths, um, that while they've had a chance to be together for a season, that there's been so much beauty and joy happen there and that we, we get to keep journeying with God, even though our, our paths are gonna be changing. And that gives me tremendous hope, you know, amidst just the deep sadness and, and grief that I, I think I'm gonna go through and transitioning uh, out of something uh, just as beautiful as this community. Um, there's so much hope. I have just such deep excitement uh, for being able to refocus and, and zero in on some of the ways that I think God is inviting me to direct my passions and my energy in the next season. And I'm really excited about taking some time to dream about that, um, even though this is obviously gonna be, gonna be really hard. And, and so while next Sunday, it, it's gonna be my last Sunday, um, I'm certainly just so deeply hopeful and uh, believe in this community. You know, I've, I was just talking with Joshua and thinking about just all the, the ways that we've seen God move in this community, even just over the past few months. And it's like, God is still moving and still active in, in your lives individually, but even communally. I just see the hand of God in this community. And, and uh, it's been a joy for me to play a part in that, but I'm certainly uh, confident that God will continue to move and, and be active among us um, going forward.
Um, you know, I, I, I'm really committed to, to praying for you guys, to praying for just your health and your growth with the Lord. And, and I trust that God will continue to be with you. Um, and so Dave's gonna talk a little bit about what uh, the transition is gonna look like and what next week is gonna look like and, and next semester and some of the specifics of that. But uh, I, I would also just say, I covet your prayer in this transition as well for me in Virginia as we're sort of processing all of this. But um, I, I'll hopefully have the chance over the next few months to get with some of you individually and, and talk and thank you for the ways that you have uniquely impacted me and, and certainly give, give some voice and, and say thank you and express my gratitude more deeply. But um, that, that's all I'm gonna say for now. And we'll have some more time next week, hopefully, to, to wrap this up and we'll say some more. But I'm gonna invite Dave back up and uh, he's gonna to share a little bit more. Can you help me thank Larkin just for his way that he shared? You know, it's, it's so funny. I remember when I met Larkin, he, I think he's a sophomore in college and he's a Belmont, uh, Belmont student. And he came up and he said, man, hey, I've got this vision for what I hope God would do on our campus. And at the time, I think we had one like Belmont house church. Maybe that's it. And Larkin just had these dreams for what he wanted to see happen on campus. And so he started helping other people start house churches. I remember one night he said, hey, Dave, we, we, we rented out this little like common room on campus and we're going to have, we're going to have this worship gathering. Would, would you come be a part of it? And I remember showing up, and there's like 130 college students in, in this room, uh, leading these house churches, worshiping Jesus. And I remember just going, this dude's a pastor. Like, you know, it, it, this, guy's, this guy's a missionary. That's, it's who he's been. It's who you are. It's who you're going to continue to be. Um, you know, one of the things I've said to him privately over and over is, I am, I am so deeply convinced that although he has done amazing ministry amongst our community, his best years are ahead. And what God wants to do through him in his 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s and 70s and so on, it, like this, this guy's just getting started. And what a gift for us to have been cared for and loved and served by him in, in this season. Um, you know, a couple of things I want to speak into before we think about what's next. And then we're going to have a time of prayer and a closing time of worship is you know, I think sometimes in moments like this, uh, the decision's really hard. You know, he talked about this tension of timing. He said, what's the timing in all of this? And, you know, he and I have been talking for a long time. He came to the leadership team, and we came back to him, and we were really wrestling. This was a really hard conversation for us, and I just want to give you some insight into it. You know, I grew up, my dad's a pastor, so I was a pastor's kid, and I've seen churches a lot of times unintentionally just take and take and take and take all they can take from their leaders. And then just at the end of the day, it's like, all right, we took and took and took, and now you're done, you're on to the next thing. And I remember Larkin just coming and, and sharing, and we were wrestling with, man, could he keep going into 2018 and 2019 and 20? Of course he could. Like, of course he could. And, and he'd do, do an amazing job at it. But, you know, if he could and if he should are two different things. And I've seen so many churches just take all they can from their pastors. And I thought, what would it look like if our church said, hey, how can we give? How, how, you know, just as he has given to us, what if we could turn around and give to him? And so um, as we were praying and wrestling through this, we went, you know, it's gonna, this transition is going to be a little tougher on us as a church because it's so fast. 
but we think it's actually going to be a much deeper blessing to he and Virginia. We're like, we want to take care of you financially and physically and emotionally and spiritually because we, we, we believe in you and, and we're on this journey with you. And let us help you lean into that next thing that God's doing as an investment. And uh, because we believe that the greatest stuff God's doing in the world is not contained in this little space, right? And we want to invest in what God um, is doing. And so um, we want to send him out of here with just the blessing, knowing, okay, we're going to be okay. Kind of the second thing that I want to speak into is not just the timing of all this, but, you know, we live right now in a culture where every day you're seeing this online. Uh, there are leaders that are transitioning or getting fired or weird things are happening. And it's just so easy to sometimes take what's happening in the culture and to transpose it onto what's happening here. And I just want to be very, very clear. Um, you know, Larkin spoke about some of the things he's leaning into. Some of that is still pretty uncertain. And I think there's this tendency sometimes for us as human beings when there's places of uncertainty, we have a choice. Will we assume the best or will we assume the worst? And I just want to ask you, will you choose to assume the best? Uh, he's been walking in community with me and some of our other leaders um, we know everything that's gone into this discernment process. I know almost everything about Larkin except his social security number and his bank account. And I'm trying to get both of those just for integrity. Um, but uh, we, 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 we've been on this journey with him. And here's what I really want you to hear just from the bottom of my heart is, is this brother has walked with such, such, such integrity. And, and I wanted to be here today just to personally say that. And to say that the reason I cried through the nine o'clock is because I'm sad he's going. Like, and, and, but that's just a part of life. And, and we're going to celebrate what God has done and is doing. And so as a church, can we just commit to just saying, hey, we're going to believe the best and pray for him and encourage him. And if you're willing to do that, would you just say we will out loud? Would you? Yeah, yeah, we're going to. That's kind of awkward. I didn't, you didn't really know when to say it. So I, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask you that question, and then I'm going to point at you. Like, um, can we just commit to praying for and believing the best in him? We will. Yeah, that's a little bit better. Sorry about the first try. I just did it better than nine. Um, so, um, so, so next week, uh, here's what we're going to do next week at, uh, uh, there's not going to be an 11 o'clock. A lot of people are beginning to travel. Students are kind of going out. We're going to have the nine and 10, uh, the nine and 11 are going to be combined at 10 o'clock. We're going to have one 10 o'clock worship gathering. And it's not going to be centered on Larkin. It's going to be centered on Jesus because every week we come to worship Jesus. And so uh, we're going to continue our celebration of Advent. We're going to worship Jesus. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then right after the 10 o'clock worship gathering, we're going to have a catered brunch. And we're going to eat a meal together. And we're going to share stories. And we're going to encourage him and bless him. So some of you today are like, I need to stand in line and talk to him and pray. And, cry. and you, you can do that. But next week we're going to have a time for you to just come to encourage him, to strengthen him. Uh, if you know anything about Larkin, you know how meaningful words are to him. I would encourage you this week to take some time to write him a note because next week he will not be able to remember everything that you share with him. So would you just write it down and bring it to him? Bring a note for he and Virginia. Encourage them, bless them. Uh, any way that you want to do that would, would be such a gift. And make plans to be here next week at 10 and they'll have brunch um, afterwards. Um, but that kind of leads us to, to what's next. And as we're praying as a a community going, okay, what's next? There are a few things that were certain to us. One was we didn't want to rush into anything. We didn't want to go, okay, you know, we love you, Larkin, let's, let's, let's go. But at the same time, we have to take next steps. And it was just abundantly clear to us as we began praying 
um, that a part of that next step is asking Joshua Soloway to be our interim campus pastor here at Hillsborough Village. Yeah, you can celebrate that if you want. Um, I saw some of you are like, I don't know if we can celebrate. Yeah, you can celebrate that. Um, and, uh, and we're excited, and if, and if you know him, uh, he's going to be such a gift. And over the next few weeks and months, we're going to talk about what some of those next seasons look like, because we believe, just like in the story of Jesus, uh, in the Advent story, that the faithfulness of God transcends any one of our own unique stories. And God has used Larkin in amazing ways, and he's used all of us in amazing ways. And he's going to keep working and keep using. And so we've asked Joshua to, to, to strengthen the team here and to, to build the leadership out here and to help us re-envision what it looks like to reach this neighborhood and this community and these campuses and the people that live and work in Hillsborough Village. And we believe that what God has started, God is going to complete, and that this is not the end. Like, this is the beginning. And so uh, the beginning of something new. And so we're just asking, hey, um, just like you gave grace and love and support to Larkin, man, will you come alongside of us giving grace and love and support to Joshua? He's not Larkin. We don't need him to be. God's uniquely gifted him uh, to help lead and to serve and to care for us as a servant leader here. And it's going to be a great season. Brandon and I, who are uh, two of the other pastors uh, within kind of the Ethos family, we're going to be uh, in uh, and around Hillsborough Village a lot more during this next season, kind of helping. Uh, and we're excited. We, we believe um, in what God is going to do. And so we're going to kind of find ourselves in the Advent place of celebrating and mourning a little bit of the fact that one chapter is ending and we're going to look forward and anticipate and hopefully lean into what it is that God is going to do in the future. And uh, we're excited that we could be a part of that um, together. So here's how we're going to wrap up our time together today. I want to invite you, um, this is the last service of the day, so you can get your chairs in circles if you want, but to get with two or three people. And we're going to take about 10 or 12 minutes. We're just going to pray. And I want to invite you to just spend some time with the people around you just thanking God for what he has done through this last season here, here at Hillsborough Village. And spend some time praying that God would give us vision and wisdom and hope and clarity on how to lean into the next season. Because um, God has a lot to do in the city. So I want to invite you to go ahead and get in groups of two or three people. Spend some time praying out loud together. Thanking God for what he's done. Asking God to bless and open our eyes and our hearts to what it is that he's going to do in the future. And then Jared and the band, they'll, they'll send us into uh, one last song here in just a few moments. I love you.